Hey everyone, welcome to Never Seen It, a podcast where I force my friends to watch a movie they've never seen, or they gently ask me to watch a movie that I've never seen. I'm Lauren, and the only thing I can cook is pasta salad. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Smiley, and I lost my sense of taste because I got COVID. Not not anymore, but yeah, and, and, you know, go Alex. And I'm Alex, and I went to Paris in 2009. Um, and on this episode, I've never seen Ratatouille. Alex, so did you hate Paris? I feel like you hated it. I did. <laughs> Why? Um, so when I went, I was a student ambassador. And so we did like, if you count the Vatican and Monaco as countries, which I guess you should because they are, um, we did technically like five countries in 20 days. And so it was just like constantly like we were never anywhere like for more than two days. And two days was like a lot for us. Like if we woke up and we stayed in the hotel, it was great. Um, so mm-hmm. Paris was in the middle of our trip and I don't know um, after that we went to Nice and like into Monaco and so the coastal French towns and I really enjoyed the coast um, mm-hmm. I don't know something about Paris and I guess like being a 15 year old no how old was I 16 um, no I was 15 I don't know how wow, old I, I think was you were older for some reason I thought maybe after no, high school no um it was my like I think sophomore going to junior year, so mm-hmm. yeah, I was sixteen. Um, yeah, something about being a sixteen-year-old and like with a group of thirty other teenagers and three adults, <laughs> and it was like just go go go. Although I really mm-hmm. did enjoy the Louvre. Um, I can say that like because these um, teachers who were in charge of us instilled like this fear of leaving us behind, um, that like. By the middle of the trip, when we were at the Eiffel Tower, we were at the very top and we were like, oh, no, we only have so many minutes to get back to the bus. And like, there's just so many people in Paris, like and a shit ton more at the Eiffel Tower. And so the elevators, like it just it takes a very long time to wait for them. And so we got on one and they stop, I think, at like two other levels before they get to the ground. And Mm -hmm. Because I we were like so afraid that we weren't gonna be able to wait in line for elevators, we just started going down the stairs. And that took forever also. And so I was really tired and terrified. Um but yeah, I was there, I think it was like the hundred and twentieth anniversary of the Eiffel Tower when I was there. Ooh. Um, fancy. So yeah, that was my that was my time in Paris that was like, okay. <laughs> I bet if you go back, maybe you'd appreciate it more. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I've heard that from Candace. Candace has also been to Paris. She said it was okay. And, you know, I guess we have this vision in our mind uh, that Paris is just like this fabulous, like probably the most fabulous city in the world, kind of like New York City. But I don't know, with style, with edge, I guess. Yeah, I've heard the same from people that it's like not, you know, I heard I just heard they have a lot of rats. I don't know. (laughs) (gasps) <gasps> like the movie like the movie <laughs> <laughs> how ironic he ends up in paris right like the whole time uh, 
the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I love that we're FaceTiming this time during the podcast because we could see, I could see Rami's reactions. Okay. So let's go to Smiley first. Smiley, when is the first time you saw this movie? I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't I remember. Um, <laughs> I when, don't did, when did it come out? <laughs> um, in 2008. Yeah. What I do know is this is the, like my first adult viewing of Disney. I don't like how mm-hmm. can I say it? it's like my first favorite movie as an adult from Disney. Like, um, you know, it wasn't like a fairy tale or anything. I, I wasn't like six or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But this is like, I love it. Well, yeah, I'll just say it. I'm a big fan of Ratatouille. <laughs> um, uh, I love it because it's inspirational in a real, like, you know, I can really put myself in those inspirational quotes in the storyline or something like that. You know, like, um, those cheesy lines throughout the movie that anyone can do anything they want. But, like, this mm-hmm. is actually put into, like, maybe an aspiration, a passion in life. You know, so that's what I mean about, like, an adult kind of movie for me. Um, but I don't really remember when I saw it. I just know I fell in love with it. I'm like, a rat that can cook? I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. I don't remember seeing it. Like, I don't remember if I saw it in theaters, maybe at home. I don't remember. I do remember, because when Eric, I watched it last night with Eric, because he absolutely loves this movie. He bought it on Blu-ray, and it looks gorgeous in Blu-ray. It's And he has surround sound, so it was kind of fun to hear that, too. But I just can't believe the details in this movie. And when we the previews go on and on and on, right? And they had a preview for Wally, and it was, mm. like, promoting it. And I remember, like, watching that trailer, like, a billion times when I was around that age because I was obsessed with robots at the time. Speaking of robots, the Daft Punk broke up, whatever. I'm going to not, I'm going to get, I'm not going to bring it up. I don't want to cry. But they're French. Yes, they're French. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, I remember seeing that trailer. So it was kind of cute because I saw the little trailer, like kind of not really a trailer. You see what Wally looked like. And then it had the Wally. I can't do it, but you know, it was super cute. <laughs> it was so cute. So it was kind of nice to see that. So I must have seen this movie before Wally obviously came out because they were promoting it at the time. But um, I think I took an appreciation to this movie, same, older. You know, I'm, I'm watching it again. And I cried my eyes out. Like, I, I don't know what it is. It's, I think it's just the music. It just. It's not even a sad cry. It's like a happy cry. Like I'm happy and I just start crying. It's really, really weird. But I get you. Yeah. I really need to know, Alex, you're you're a fan of Pixar, I would assume, right? So yeah. why did it take so long? You're almost dirty, girl. Uh, be quiet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. So Up came out after this. I should oh, have wow. looked up like okay. what came out before. Um, but yeah, like I, this is, I guess a year, a couple years of Pixar that I really didn't Wait, like pause. Is that it much. Disney Pixar or is it just Disney? The, oh, was, we can talk about that. So this is yeah. the first film that was after Disney acquired Pixar. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And it was the eighth like Pixar movie. I think that had come out. Yeah. Is yeah. it really Pixar? Yes. Whatever. 
<laughs> um, yeah, I just, I yes. don't know. I didn't watch, I didn't watch this one, and I didn't um, really care for Wally either. Um, Up, I really liked, and mm-hmm. then in 2010 is when they brought back Toy Story. Yeah, I think something we had to talk about is like it's a, it's a hard. I've been thinking about it all day. Like, what would be my favorite Pixar movie? I still really can't think of one. Do y'all have one? I feel like this is your smiley a little bit. Yeah, it is. <gasps> Aww. Why is that? It has everything in it that I love. Like, I know we talked about how we picture Paris, but, you know, it's Paris. Uh, uh-huh. And I love the music. I love the French countryside mm-hmm. starting. I love the intro. First of all, I'm a rat. Anyways. <laughs> 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 I love the quotes. I love the family dynamic. Um mm-hmm. I love the villains. I don't know. Like, I, I love, like, every aspect about it. And um, it is Pixar. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so why, why wouldn't you just trust me? <laughs> I just had a flashback from a YouTube video. But anyways. um, No, yeah. Like, it has, like, everything. And how you mentioned, like, after I finished watching it, I have, like, this very inspirational feeling in my chest. Like, I can do anything mm-hmm. I set my mind to, you know? And I, I, I guess <laughs> this is funny to say because it's a movie about a rat that can cook, but they keep it like realistic. Like when it comes to like life aspirations, like you can do anything you want. It doesn't mean you're going to be great at it, but you could, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I it is my favorite Pixar movie because it has like every ingredient that makes a perfect movie for me. Yeah. <sighs> Wow, the writer coming out. I love it. Ingredient. Cute. <laughs> oh, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you did. <laughs> Alex, I, I mean, I don't know if this is your favorite. We're going to ask in a sec. But what is your favorite Pixar movie? Uh, Coco. <gasps> oh, yeah. Like, That's fair. Yeah. 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 It's <laughs> like, I remember so I went to Disney Disneyland um, for my 25th birthday and that was the year that Coco came out and so I was there at the beginning of November mm-hmm. and they um, had redone like one of the Bugs Life theaters to have a preview of Coco and so you watch the first five minutes and I was like bawling my eyes out during Aww. that preview and then I went and saw Coco like four times in theaters we all cried together mm-hmm. I know like it's just it, it Coco is so like it the shot of Paris in this movie where Remy first sees it reminded yeah. me of that shot in Coco where you first see the the like land of the remembered. And Aww. I was like, I just Pixar's animation is just beautiful, even though like th- this movie came out in 20 in 2007. Um, oh, OK. Mm-hmm. And it was actually a June release, which is strange for Pixar because they usually like Disney and Pixar hit. Like a November, like Thanksgiving release. Oh, I didn't. I never thought of that. So I guess they don't shoot for summer. Yeah, it's summer's a weird time. It's time for like those action blockbusters, like we talked about in exactly. Jaws. Exactly. I feel like I read that um, it did okay opening day, like opening weekend. I mean, uh, but it. I think it was like one that didn't make the most. Like if that makes any sense, like it. It didn't make more than a lot of Pixar movies. And I, I get that because, like, looking back at the question of when I first saw it, I don't even know. Like, I wasn't looking for the movie. I just happened to be yeah. on TV and I watched it. Like, that's how it happened with me. 
I wasn't like, hey, you know, that movie looks really good. <laughs> like, it's, again, I don't know. I understand why it wouldn't do good in theaters. Says it made about $47 million opening weekend, 2007. I feel like that's okay. I just need to become more versed in, like, what's a lot of money for, like, <laughs> for movie people? I think that's I very good during COVID. I'm kidding. yeah that's really good i mean i don't know what it's going to be like anymore now that movies are coming out like on streaming like um apps you know what i mean so it's really weird so i i've been wondering um because um ratatouille won the oscar and the golden globe and -hmm. the bafta for best animated and i was like isn't it just a given that pixar always wins and so i'm looking back so they won their first um, Oscar for Best Animated Feature with Finding Nemo in 2003. Oh, wow. So not even Toy Story. No. Toy Story wow. got what's called a special achievement. I don't know what that means. Mm. At the Academy Awards. Oh, my brother thinks it's the animation. Um, yeah, and then, I think so. Um, so that was 2003. 2004, The Incredibles won. Um, and then they had like kind of this dry spell. I don't know what was happening between 2004 and 2007, but then Ratatouille picked it up again. And so oh. mm-hmm. Ratatouille, Ratatouille, yeah. Wally, <laughs> Ratatouille, Wally, Up, Toy Story 3, um, won. So for four years, they swept. And then Brave in 2012, 2015 was uh, Inside Out. And then... 17 was Coco and 2019 was Toy Story 4. So they Shit. have Pixar has gotten a lot. I think it is a given like if if Pixar is nominated, it's in there. Yeah, it's like you're shit out of luck. Like maybe like if you're up against Quentin Tarantino or some shit or like someone real fancy. Yeah, I, oh, Cars came out in 2006. Oh, that's right. I I haven't watched Cars. I'm not. I'm not a Cars person. I saw the first one like maybe once. Haven't seen it since. Don't do it. Um, <laughs> I like. Okay, so part of the reason why I wanted to go to Disneyland was because of Cars Land. I just love how they um, took like Route 66 landmarks and made them in a Cars world. Yeah, and so that's why I liked Cars too because it was the Grand Prix like around the world. And so it was like cute to see everything. But anyways, they lost in 2006 to Wallace and Gromit, the Curse of the Were-Rabbit. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, can see, I can see it. Yeah, like different animation. But anyways, yeah, so Ratatouille. <laughs> well, then I guess we should just ask a big question. Alex, did you like this movie? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I'm not a... Uh, Rammy or Tracy. I like movies. Or Remy. I can't. Could y'all hear Remy? <laughs> Every time they said his name. <laughs> I was like, Remy? I didn't have to look, look it up. <laughs> Remy. Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, I, since like quarantine happened, I have been cooking a lot more. And so it was like super cute to just see it all like animated. Yeah. And I don't know. Part of me felt like the movie was rushed, but then it's also like a kid's movie. So, yeah. 
but it's also it's like almost two hours right yeah that too i was like how can this movie be like almost two hours but i still feel like i'm missing stuff yeah like there is a like a point where like um everything kind of goes well and i'm like oh already we're here but then more happens after when they um when he finds out that he's like gusto's son i was like this is kind of happening really fast but in a, was it, did you feel like it was rushed in a bad way or it was okay? I guess it was okay. Because mm-hmm. I kept like reminding myself that it's a kid's movie. I felt like it was okay. Like the pace of it, like mm-hmm. it was fast at the beginning and then slowing down, then fast again, and then slowing down. Mm-hmm. I, that's how I felt about it. Like I can break it into pieces a bit. Um, well, I know we're going to talk about it in the, in a bit but i kind of watch this movie like once a month so <gasps> like re- re-watching it today like not even like oh like not even actively watching it like it's one of those like I'm, I'm about to go to bed let me play it in the background or something like that oh, okay. but i mm-hmm. have forced my nephews and nieces to watch it and i put their names with linguini <laughs> So oh my if God. my if my if my niece's name is Arlene, I say Arlene. So that's like <laughs> that's like our inside joke, but <laughs> anyways, um You're pegging the meter. I wanna <laughs> I wanna add something to it, the movie. Like I know I mentioned like what I love about it, but I also love food like going back to lauren's uh fact in the beginning like i'm not that great of a cook like i super Mm -hmm. amateur like maybe i'll try something that's not even that ambitious but um i think it was like two years ago where i saw netflix's um salt fat acid and heat uh documentary food show and it's Mm -hmm. like kind of like remy's passion of combining certain elements and making something great like i feel like that's even adds more of interest to the movie like you know it's something you didn't know you would be interested in that the movie introduces you to even like for little kids that man aspire to cook or something anyways yeah that's just like a like a fact that also attracts me to the movie that kind of also encourages me to cook but not like like anything that remy makes or anything yeah (laughs) yeah i think when okay so i am back at home but when eric and i lived in the apartment I'm like, oh, shit, like, mom's not making dinner. I have to figure it out. So we would eat the same boring stuff all the time. But then my mom, she, I was trying to think, okay, what does mom make? What what does she do? And my sister can basically cook a lot more than I can. But me, I, like, are literally our last night in the apartment. And I was like, I'm going to cook something. And so I made jambalaya. I love jambalaya. It's so good. And it's, like, the easiest thing in the world to make. And Eric has, like, not stopped talking about it. I'm like, girl, it wasn't even that good. Like, it was okay. It was, it was okay <laughs> at best, okay? You just chopped the sausage that's pretty much cooked. You just heat it up. And then the rice, and that was it. And I felt really proud of myself. I was like, wow, I made a meal. But other than that, I have never made anything really – I feel like spaghetti is easy. But I, I'm afraid I'm going to undercook it or overcook it. So I'm really afraid. But th- like watching it again, it got me excited. Like I really would love to learn how to. I, I think I need to take like a class or something. I think that would really like would help cool. me. That would be super fun, right? I don't know mm. um, how you can find one. I'm sure like where y'all at, you probably can. But 
I mean, I don't know. That'd be something I would love to like be interested in, especially because we would also like, you know, put those three dollar oven pizzas in, and then we watch like Hell's Kitchen for the rest of the night. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it makes you like oh, this. We could be better. We could be better. Wait, Alex, I want to get back to you. So there's a lot of elements to this movie that we've mentioned before. What did you like? Like, what specifically did you like about the movie? Um, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. So, like, the linguine thing came up, like, pretty early. And so I was like, <gasps> smiley. <laughs> yeah, is I'm that sorry. What you I'm going to, like, jump in with my favorite stuff. I love when the soup goes out the first time. And he's like, no. <laughs> And yeah, he's just like yelling at the at the crowd. <laughs> it's like genius comedy. <laughs> Anyways, back to Alex. Um, I think uh, my like favorite favorite part was where um Ego eats the ratatouille and like it goes back to his childhood. Mm. I was like, that is, I think what food is supposed to do, which is like unlock this memory. And that's the part where, like, I almost cried. I didn't cry, but I almost did. I was like, that's, like, that's why I cook. I cook, like, I ask my, like, grandma and my mom, like, how do they make something? And, of course, for them, it's like, I don't know. I just put this together. Like, one of the first dishes that I learned to make when I went to college was, like, fideo, which, like, in a Mexican household, it's, like, pasta and, um, like, ground beef. Mm-hmm. And... So when I was asking my mom, like, how do you make this? It, like, she's like, you put this, this and this. And then like two, two bowls of water. And I was like, what? Like, don't you mean like two cups? She's like, no, you just get like the cereal bowl and you put two cereal bowls of water. <laughs> like, that's how they measure things. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, I liked that part a lot. Mm hmm. Well, speaking of that part, you know how Pixar has these Easter eggs from different movies? Well, mm -hmm. I saw this, like, back in college when I was, like, obsessed with, like, Disney movies, which is, I not, saw on Twitter that's, like, highly discouraged now from, like, millennials. Anyways, um, when I was all into it, I, like, saw these Easter eggs. But did you know that when Ego flashes back to that childhood, mm -hmm. that house and kitchen is a house from the beginning? Oh. So that, yeah, that old lady is supposed to be Ego's mom. Like they're all connected, so that's one theory. Um, if you like, just look at the kitchen at the beginning and from the flashback, they're they're supposed to be like very similar. Uh huh. What in the heck? That's because she had yeah. like she was watching cooking stuff. She had all the cooking gear, the and books. that's something I thought of. Like she had all these like fancy spices. She had all the ingredients to make gourmet meals, and I'm like, this lady must love cooking. But that's crazy. I never thought of that. A question I always ask people who watch Ratatouille for the first time <laughs> is what the hell would you do if like 10,000 rats fell <laughs> from your room? Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> like, like, I, I was not on the rat side in that scene. I was like, poor lady. Like, what the <laughs> fuck would I do? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was also like one of like my favorite parts. Like, that scene was really funny where they just like all come down. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and the, so fucking, the, the fucking squeaking. 
Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm so excited for this movie. I like when they're like running away in the kitchen. And he's like, uh, Camille, swing from the swing from the lights. And he's just here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, hear, you hear how they really talk when yeah. they're just squeaking. <laughs> and the old lady's like, what the fuck? Anyways, I'm, I'm going to like burst out like this for the whole podcast. So keep it warm. <laughs> That's me and Tracy's favorite part. <laughs> it's when they're all like squeaking at each other. And then they're all looking at uh, We always bring it up when we have rat problems here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like, I love ratatouille, but rats are ill. Like, I used to be very poor, and we would have like a lot of rats in our trailer. Like, when I say a lot of rats, let me tell you that we would be sleeping. <laughs> no. And this rat would crawl up in my blanket and like, like sleep there with me. So I like was like paralyzed with disgust and fear. And I was like, okay, so I'm going to like throw the blanket to the wall and run away. And, <laughs> but it was just like, like cats the size, I mean, rats the size of a cat. <laughs> like half a cat or something. Anyways. That's just a personal story. It wouldn't make you an omelet <laughs> <laughs> with a view of the Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Every time I saw a view of the Eiffel Tower, it like made me cry because, like, when he first like it would make me tear up. Like he he was like, "Oh my god, I'm in Paris this whole time." And then my favorite is when he goes to his apartment. And he's okay. Eric and I were like, that's a shitty apartment. And I'm like, oh my God. We were like, oh my God, it's so tiny. And then I'm like, you can make it work. And then they flash to the kitchen. And I was like, this isn't good. There's no kitchen. Yeah, it's like nothing. It's really bad. And Eric's like, I yeah. Mean, but he I was don't like know. a garbage boy. So I kind of get it. Like, I, I think yeah. he's lucky to be there. <laughs> I know because that view, my mm-hmm. God, he had that really nice window and it just had the whole city. Like I don't know. Every time the, the music would just turn up, and it just made me, it just made me tear up. Oh, so one of the other Easter eggs is that the the dog that barks, it only comes out as a shadow, oh, yeah, yeah. but but it's Doug from Up, which is also Aww. one of my favorite Pixar movies. Oh my god, my one of my favorite scenes was when Linguini like takes Remy in the jar, and he's like, "I'll go and like get rid of him," um, and where he ends up is in front of Notre Dame oh, like yeah. the church and that was I forget that that's in Paris but that was one of my fa- favorite parts of Paris and so to see it like animated and how they got the like stained glass window of the big like circle I was like I immediately knew what it was and it was like super cute yeah I liked that scene yeah, he looked so cute in the jar. I swear, they made him so cute. I could not. His ears. And then every time he got wet, I was like, oh my God, he's so cute. Look at him all wet. <laughs> and then he'd get all fluffy. I just kept I just kept noticing how cute he is. One of the cutest parts to me is when I think they're like going to go on their first day together in the kitchen. And they're figuring out like where to hide him. And then like, what's his name? <laughs> Linguini. <laughs> Linguini like opens his pants and like asks him to get in his underwear. (laughs) And then Remy just like looks up in disgust. (laughs) And then (laughs) the little fucking (laughs) oboe. 
<laughs> That's like one of my no lines laughter moments. I'm trying to think of some other parts. I I think one of my favorite things is the whole montage when everything's getting better after he finds out. Like I love because I love that song so much. And mm-hmm. Uh, you see everything like he gets a n- nice apartment and everything's going well in the kitchen and every and everything's just like happy. And I don't know. It's like, is this the end of the movie? Like, is it's, it's getting this. I mean, it seems like it is, but I love that it keeps going. That's just something I really appreciate about it. Okay. When I first saw this movie, I was like, who is the voice of Remy? Like, I could not figure it out. Oh, I like immediately got it. Oh, damn. I did not. Like, I mean, I guess when I saw it back then, I was like, he must be someone super famous. And I was like, oh, Pat Oswalt. I mean, okay. You know? Yeah, I think he fit it, like, really well. The, like, the timeline of this movie is only, like, two weeks from when, like, Linguini oh. shows up at the kitchen to when they find out that, like, he's Gusto's son. Because he, they, oh he finds God. out, like, with three days left before it goes to the little sous chef but yeah, i was like wow this is a quick turnaround um mm-hmm. but the person that i i didn't get um uh, where i was like oh wow she's the voice of colette is janine garofalo yeah that's freaking crazy because yeah. like it legit sounds like a french actress or something and then I know Linguini is like this other guy who does a Lou Romano who does a lot of voices for um like for animation. That's what he's really known for. But what I freaked out with is who <laughs> Skinner, who's like the the little one. <laughs> I say the little oh, one. Oh yeah. It's Ian Holm, and I was like, shut the fuck up. I told Eric, no way. Like, how is that Ian Holm? I grew up with him uh, watching The Fifth Element. That's what I know him uh, the most as. And he doesn't have any kind of accent. I don't, that, that I remember. But then, yeah, he's also Bilbo in all the Lord of the Ring movies, which is crazy. And he actually passed away last year, which was pretty heartbreaking. Because that guy has been in so many things and it's just like, I don't know. I think it's just so cute um, that he was him. Like, I, there's no way you would have picked that out. That's just, there's just no way. Same with the dad. Um, uh, You know, what is the brother's name? The brother um, rat? Camille. Emil? Or something like that. Emil. Yeah, oh, something like that. okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I was like, who is their dad? And then it's, I actually kind of sat down and finally watched Tommy Boy. For like the first time, like oh during summer quarantine, I would always watch bits and pieces. I never watched the whole thing. So we sat and watched it and it was just so amazing. And it's the dad in that movie. He's their dad. I was like, oh, how cute. Um, I'm Brian Dennehy. There you go. So, yeah, I, it has some pretty good like and Brad Garrett is Gusto. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it's just hitting me. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's great. Man, that's so great. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I like when they're like, hey, how's your mom? She's doing good. <laughs> well, she's dead. He's, a- <laughs> <laughs> He's so weird. I like also Linguini. Yeah. Oh, and John Ratzenberger is um is the waiter. 
Mustafa. Who is it? So, um, John Ratzenberger, the one who's in like has a cameo in every Pixar movie. Oh, he does. Yes, and he was in yeah. Cheers, of course. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Yeah, let's go into that. Who are y'all's favorite characters? I think Remy is mine. Oh. I just could feel like I felt for him. I also felt so frustrated when like his brother and all the other rats kept coming to him and like kept bringing more and more. And I was like, go oh, away. That was annoying. Yeah. Yeah. He had to bring the mafia rat into this. I'm like, go away. <laughs> you know, he had the accent. <laughs> those are fucking scary rats and muscular ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, are the, those are the ones like cats, pretty much. <laughs> That's the one that like slid into Smiley's yeah. bed. This <laughs> is like, my, bed my now. blanket now. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the health inspector. Oh my Dude. god. When he walked in the kitchen. <laughs> it's just like the ceiling thing all over again. It was so good. Yeah, I love how I put it in my notes. Good thing he put them all in the dishwasher when they were going to help. That was so yeah. cute. <laughs> they're still like, even in like Pixar animation, they're um, practicing good hygiene. Mm-hmm. Yes. Before COVID. <laughs> oh my God. It was kind of shitty whenever, um, and Eric brought that up when we were watching it. He was like, isn't that so fucked up that everyone just left? Like all the oh, chefs? I Yeah, I didn't think all of them were going to leave. And then when Colette was like, I'm going to slap you, but you know what? I'm just going to walk out. I'm like, why, girl? Why are you mad? Like, I <laughs> I don't know. Is this enough to make you mad that, oh, he has this rat and I'm like literally showing you how it works? And you know? thing, they just like leave. I'm like, oh. It's like the rat's just helping him cook. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not like he's a completely different person. And y'all like do yeah. other things outside of the kitchen. I'm, I'm on their side. The people who left yeah. a bit like mm. these are people who like this is their passion in life. And, you know, like I'm not going to fucking risk my career for a fucking rat, you know, like, (laughs) or like, I take myself too seriously to go along with this stupid story. You know, like, I, 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 I saw their, their mentality behind it. And I don't know, like, these were people who took themselves seriously. I'm (laughs) super passionate (laughs) about this movie. (laughs) But no, like, I, I, I understood why, like, I, I was like, you know, this fucking kid just got here two weeks ago and now he's fucking up the restaurant. You know, like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I got why. Like, you know, it's it's serious business. Yeah, And I can't, risk, I can't risk it on a rat, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even if he's the reason why your, like, your restaurant is booming. And at that point, yeah. you're a three-star restaurant. I wonder if that's real, like, where they said that... So, because Gusto died, they took away a star. I think what happened was, um, you know, Anton Ego, who's voiced by Peter O'Toole, holy shit, right? Like, um, he reviewed the restaurant, then was like, don't eat here, it's awful. There's no passion, there's no nothing in this place. And then they took two stars, right? And then he was no, so heartbroken, thought- he died? Okay, so... Um, Ego 
took a star away so they were a four-star restaurant and oh, then okay. um gusto was heartbroken and died and they were like i don't know if they said like because of customer tradition but they were like when the because he died they took another star away <laughs> it's like what the <gasps> fuck yeah wow so that what is this i'm sorry this is relevant to what we're talking about but it's Gordon Ramsay cried a lot after losing his Michelin star. Okay, so I Googled it and it says, mm -hmm. um, do you lose a Michelin star when you die? It's like, contrary to popular belief, chefs do not actually get any Michelin stars. It's the restaurants themselves. So if you die. Mm -hmm. um, but this other Reddit thing has something else. And this person, this person on Reddit put, I was watching Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> In the beginning. <laughs> Everyone wants to know. <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, it says, in the beginning, it said something like, and with the death of Gusto, following tradition made the restaurant lose another star. Oh, but this person said, yes, Michelin stars are based on the owner, the chef, and the location. And if there's any change in those three, then they lose a star. I don't know how Michelin stars work. But anyways that mystery yeah. is out there in the world um yeah so we've been watching a lot of hell's kitchen um and before that i was like master chef junior i really wanted to come back i um uh, really like gordon ramsay and i get why he gets so pissed off in the kitchen um mm -hmm. but i also read that anthony bourdain um r.i.p um really liked this movie too because he said it was realistic even down to like the animation where like Remy has or not Remy, um, Linguini has like uh, burn marks on his arm because yeah. of the way he's cooking. Like they're super subtle, but they're there. And he said like that and the food prep, the actual like food and the way a restaurant would work. Um, he was like really impressed with it. Yeah, because whenever Colette is like kind of going over with him what you need to know, it's like, I told Eric, I'm getting flashbacks of Hell's Kitchen right now. He gets after these people for the same things. Keeping your station clean. Keep your sleeves clean. You know, like, little things like that. And even, um, like, this was one of the quotes I wrote down. The welcome to hell quote. Like, literally. Uh, yeah. <laughs> probably inspired. Because <laughs> I, I feel like being a chef is, like, a super, super stressful job. I don't know if I can do it. I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it either. This is the first season that we're watching Hell's Kitchen or that I'm watching Hell's Kitchen. Um, and like these people are competing to be a head chef and they can't get through like one dinner service. What season are you on? The current season where they're at Hell's I'm Kitchen Las Vegas. I'm watching We should text about it. I'm, I'm keeping up with it. Yeah. I need to um, catch up. And, like, it's crazy how some of them are just like, no, I can't do it. And so Chef Ramsay's like, okay, fine. And give me your shit and bye. But other ones, like, I also noticed because have any of you guys ever eaten scallops? They seem like they're very popular in, like, high-end restaurants. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lauren. I have. Are you rich? Okay. No, no, <gasps> what no, do they no. taste like? Um, Actually, I was going to bring up, like, and I was going to ask if y'all have ever gone to, like, a super-duper fancy restaurant, right? And I have gone one time. And so it wasn't until a, a few years, like a few years ago, where I appreciated steaks, never cared for them, whatever. It didn't really, was never a big deal for me until Eric's dad made me one and I'm like super obsessed, right? So after a Houston Astros game, like maybe two years ago, 
Um, they lost. It sucked. And we were wandering downtown and we were like, what's open? And there were not very many choices, but there was this little fancy, fancy restaurant. There was like nobody there. It was super dark inside, but they were open and we we're like, okay. That's how you know it's extra fancy when you can't see what's when in front you of you. See. Yeah. So you don't see the prices because the steak, <laughs> my plate was $50. Like to me, that's like very expensive. Like to me, salt grass is expensive. I took Eric to salt grass last weekend. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to pay for it. And it was like almost a hundred dollars, but you know, this place was like different. And, um, I had a steak. It was very delicious. And then his dad got scallops and I was really excited to try scallops because they always talk about it in Hell's Kitchen. And it seems like it's like the hardest thing to yeah. make because it has to be perfect. Everyone like, always oh my fucks God. up the scallops. And it was also yeah. in Ratatouille. I saw them making them and I was like, oh my God, even <laughs> in Pixar world, there's scallops. Why? Yeah, I, I don't know. They're just super popular. I mean, I feel like shrimp is way better. It has that same kind of like texture as shrimp. Okay, that's what I thought. But I feel like it doesn't taste anything. It doesn't, I don't taste anything. I'm like, can we get salt mm -hmm. or some butter on here? Like, can I, I get really, some maybe, season all? Maybe they did it wrong. Who knows? I was like, oh, I don't know. I want to quote Gordon Ramsay in Elf's Kitchen right now. <laughs> <laughs> wrong. <sighs> whenever he just overexplodes <laughs> the dick. It's so stressful. Alex, if you go to season one, it's even more stressful. The The whole concept of the show was like, these people weren't chefs. Like, I work at a bank. And you want to run a restaurant. I don't... I told Eric, I was like, I can't believe this. And they, like, literally didn't complete a dinner service until, like, the last few episodes of season oh, wow. one. It's insane. Gordon Ramsay like, was like, my blood pressure is off the charts. Can we get real chefs in here and actually Yeah. Then they finally got it together. And it's like people who actually want to become chefs is pretty much what it should have been for the in the first place. But it was super funny to see these people who've never been in that environment because it looks it looks awful. So they were basically like Linguini <laughs> coming in. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no. The <laughs> like that was probably my favorite scene in all is where remy is fixing the soup and like the way they animate it of it looks like the camera's like going around him and he's oh, just like yeah. putting i love how he's like in the zone like fuck yeah you know and then it just like pans and like linguini's like what the fuck <laughs> he's just standing there watching him he's so cute too <laughs> I like how Linguini was like, okay, yeah, like, do you want to help me? And Remy, Remy was like, bye, bitch. And then I was know like, oh, he just okay. took off. Fine. Oh, and then he came Like this back. poor kid. <laughs> I know. I, I, I legit felt super bad for him uh, because just not knowing where you belong and everything like that. That speech he gave was terrible. I'm like, this isn't working. <laughs> They're not inspired. What's going on? And I guess he just lost that confidence you know what i mean and it ugh, it just sucked another part i liked was whenever the rats just come in and do everything you yeah. know what i mean they're they're doing the kitchen have y'all seen the video where i feel like i shared with y'all like years ago this is like a couple years ago when they have the rats like doing all the stuff in the kitchen and they replace remy's voice with gordon ramsay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i need to see this yeah, my, my brother tagged me on facebook like a few weeks ago on that <laughs> Oh my god. You need to you need to tag Alex so she can watch it. It's so good. 
That should just be our promo video. I know. Seriously. It's brilliant. Okay, so so you would say Remy is your favorite character. Smiley, did you mention who your favorite character is? Oh, it's such a hard question for me, honestly. It's... Mm-hmm. Oh, let me see the character list. Oh, yeah, I don't Smiley know. Smiley like super serious about this movie. Yeah, very serious. Like... I love Ego. Like, he came out, like, in five minutes of the movie. But I yeah. love, like, I'm curious about his life. Like, just thinking about that flashback. Like, how did he grow up, like, to be so serious about food? I don't mm-hmm. like food. I love it. Anyways. Yeah. I love Ego. Like, I love how serious he took food. Um, mm-hmm. And I love how open he was to Remy at the end. Like, and... yeah. I love that quote. Surprise me! That's another one I say <laughs> around the house. Um, <laughs> so I like really love Ego. Like I'm curious about him. And this is a surprise, but I like Emil, the brother. Um, yeah. I feel like he's not... <laughs> I feel like he's not like a black and white character. Like um, he, he... There might be a little stupidity about him, but there's also some mm-hmm. seriousness to him. Like hey, you're going to get in trouble. Or, like, that's, like, ridiculous. You should not do that. You know, like, he's not just, like, the stupid fat brother on the side. Because um, yeah. <laughs> I'm so into Pixar. And Disney Plus, there's also this mini film <laughs> with Remy and Emil. And they oh, talk I was going to watch hi- that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they talk about the history of rats. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I've sat through it, and it's pretty interesting. Alex would like it. Um, and in that in that film, like he's not he's like you know he's still like his own character. He's not like acting stupid. He's like you know he might be silly or serious in different times. But mm-hmm. again, Emil is not like one of my top ones. But I would just say I'm, I like him. Um, oh, yeah. I'm so stressed out. Um, let's see. <laughs> I like Colette. Like I like how independent yeah. she is. Um. And mm-hmm. she's like honest and like no nonsense. Like I'm the only woman here and I work twice as hard as everyone just to be like at their level, you know? Mm-hmm. But I do love Remy. I love him. So I'm going to go with Remy, even though it's obvious. But Ego's pretty great. You know, I'm curious mm-hmm. about him. What about you, Lauren? I think it's the same. I think we're all going to be the, the same. It is Remy too. There's just, I mean, he has his character has such depth. And it's just, I guess, super, I don't know. I guess I know what you mean about relatable to where, like, you want something so much and, you know, you're not really sure if you can do it because of who you are. And it's just, I don't know. It's just so beautiful. Like, I whenever he got stuck in the car, I was like, how the hell is he going to get out of here? And then they <laughs> fucked up his car with the statue. <laughs> Eric was all, oh, that guy's car's all messed up now. And I'm like, oh, my God, here we go. The Kingsville coming out. But <laughs> I thought it was so sweet how supportive his brother was. I have to say, like, even though his brother was always, wasn't always on board, like, I just, yeah, the trash, whatever. Um, You know, I thought he was super sweet, too. He's kind of a runner up, even though he's kind of a small character. Like, the fact that, I guess because I have a brother and a sister, it's like, you know that you're super close with and so it's nice that he had that support anyway 
Um, like he tried the cheese and strawberry. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I guess he didn't mm-hmm. get the same tingly feelings. I loved the animation of that, by the way. Mm-hmm. All the sparks and like how everything just faded because uh, he was just in in the zone. But I love that he tried it. You know what I mean? It was super, super sweet. But I think I think it is Rami for sure. Not Rami, Rami. One of the characters I love when it comes to like facial expressions is the chef, the What's his name? Skinner? The main the one. Sh- the, the, yeah, sk- the... Oh, Gusto? No, no, no. The one who screams, Linguini! <laughs> That's Skinner? Skinner, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like Pixar might have had, like, a lot of fun doing his facial expressions. Like For real. Like, he's shocked, mad, scared. <laughs> <laughs> I love his facial expressions a lot. I love his face. Like, he's not a villain that you hate. He just makes you laugh for reals. Like, you don't, mm-hmm. like, hate him. I love when he, after the whole yelling in the in the, in the restaurant, I like how he closes the door and gets the stool and goes up the stairs because he's so short he can't see it. That's great. So his whole thing is he wanted the frozen foods. Like, is that what what? It, what yeah, that was? he like he wanted to like take Gusto's image and like profit off of it. Mm. And so that's why there was like, they're so dumb that scene where all the cardboard cutouts start talking. But, like the <laughs> oh, Mexican, <laughs> even the dog food one. I like yeah. that. <laughs> like the um the Kentucky Fried Chicken, Gusto. Oh yeah. And so he didn't. He wasn't, I think it showed where he, like, wasn't in love with the food anymore and just was, like, greedy. Ugh. Sucks. I wonder how good of a chef he was before he got yeah. consumed by capitalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, the passion was just <laughs> I gone. Mean, I mean, for him to be, like, Gusto's choice to take over the restaurant, he must have been pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're all taking it serious. Um, <laughs> it is serious. Though. It is a serious yeah. movie. Every Pixar is. movie is serious. Mm-hmm. Something I did want to bring up, which was wild to me. Okay, so the director, he wrote and directed this movie, and he also wrote and directed The Incredibles, I, I believe. His name is Brad Bird. He also mm-hmm. did The Iron Giant. Ooh. But what's, oh. yeah, what's crazy to we me. We should do that one for a podcast. Oh, that would be so fun. I haven't seen it in forever. So after this movie, which came out, what, in 2007, right? Yes. Okay. So I was like, what does he do? Like, what other movies that did he um, do? And after, okay, so after this one, he did Mission Impossible, Ghost Protocol. I was like, wow. what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> So as somebody that absolutely loves Tom Cruise, right? <laughs> okay, the thing about Ghost Protocol is is that it's a big deal because that's the one of the biggest stunts that Tom Cruise has ever done, which is like the the scaling on the world's tallest building in the whole world in Dubai. It's like, how mm-hmm. do you go from directing Ratatouille <laughs> to this humongous movie with one of the most iconic stunts in like cinematic history? I have no fucking clue. But I'm I'm all here for it. I'm like, that's insane. And mm-hmm. I think it came out like a few years. So he took kind of a little break, won the Oscar, then did this movie. You know, I just think that's just so fucking random. 
but I, I was kind of reading up a little bit about him. I, I believe he studied animation. I think that's what happened. And then um, he's really good friends with people at Pixar and just super talented guy. And I think it's so cool that he also kind of came up with the, which, which he wrote this movie, which I guess we can dive into quotes. Did y'all have any that you guys really liked that you wrote down? Yeah. It's, you go first, Lauren. You never go first. <laughs> okay. I said, let me see. Welcome to hell was my, certainly a favorite. Oh, I love when he's drunk. And he's like, why do they call it ratatouille? It's got rat and patootie. Rat patootie. I'm sorry. I love that part. So messed up that he got him drunk. But anyway. And I think another one was um, whenever, you know, he's getting kind of a big head, which I did not like. I'm like, oh, Linguini, what are you doing? He got a big head and he was doing the the interview and stuff and you felt so bad for Remy. And I mean, it's I understand it's really hard. How are you going to tell the press like a rat's doing this, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, whenever she like basically pulls him away from the interview, she's like, I don't mean to be rude, but we're French. <laughs> but that's pretty much what I jotted down also. I'll go next because I'm scared Alex is going to steal it from me. um i love the whole narrative at the end with ego like his whole column is really great um but the i think the cherry on top of the whole movie is the quote at the end where he's like not everyone can become a great artist but a great artist can come from anywhere yes that's like that's like yeah that's like okay i'm gonna have a great night's sleep and i'm gonna go to work tomorrow and you know (laughs) everything's gonna be great uh like that's what like really finishes the movie really strong and like puts the message out there because you know they do repeat the line like anyone can cook like through the whole movie and Mm -hmm. i love how colette like sees it when she's like driving off and she like stops Mm -hmm. you know like i feel like she's really a person who really gets the message behind that and mm-hmm. just ego is the one who really put it into words of what that really means to people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than the other ones I screamed throughout the podcast, I think that's like the top <laughs> that really makes my heart like feel really warm. You know, after like a whole hour and a half of laughing, you know, it's, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. yeah. So that one was one of my favorite quotes too, Smiley. I knew it. Um, but my other one is from the beginning. Um, where Gusto says, you must not let anyone define your limits because of where you come from. Hmm. And your only limit is your soul. Yes. It was beautiful. It was like seeing like Gusto, this person who like from the beginning um, is in the like that bright character for you. And then Ego says it in a different way at the end. But they're like yeah. he's transformed. I did like um ego's office and how it was shaped like a coffin and his typewriter <gasps> was a skull the grim eater <laughs> yes oh my god that was great yeah those quotes like went perfectly with the movie and mm-hmm. it made me happy too smiley yeah. <laughs> okay i'm gonna talk about tiktok which i'm not like super <gasps> into w- but i've oh seen oh my god did you watch the ratatouille tiktok musical <laughs> Wait, I'll get to that one later. 
Um, what? But I've seen, I've seen the. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. There's a simple one where it's just like this kid who who notices his dad looks like ego. <laughs> and oh he, my like, god, I've seen in that. A, <laughs> in the turtleneck and like puts makeup on him. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and he just like puts glasses on him and it's like perfect. I feel like he did like two or three of them. But I like love how the dad went along with it. And going to the musical i have not seen any of that alex i've just read about it and like know about it um Mm -hmm. but do you know about it yeah so um ratatouille a tiktok musical um i think last year um because everyone has gone crazy with the pandemic people started posting like what if ratatouille was a broad broadway musical on tiktok and so (laughs) they started like coming up with their own songs for like different parts of the movie and they were putting it on there um and so um it like it happened (laughs) like it it was like a joke i think around tiktok um and then they actually ended up making the um, ratatouille like the tiktok musical as like this benefit for broadway actors um but it had like it has legit people in it. Oh my god. I had never heard about this. Yeah, so it was um I think it debuted on yeah, it premiered on New Year's Day. And yeah, it was oh a benefit god. concert. Um Adam Lambert played Emil. Okay. <laughs> um Wayne Brady played um Remy's dad. Oh, okay. And Titus Burgess. played Remy he was from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and he's like a really um great like oh yes okay singer oh my god that is the cutest thing that is just the most also random thing see like people are laughing and joking and then you take it seriously and then you put it into a musical and there's just something about this like happened with the pandemic that made like ratatouille back into pop culture like with (laughs) you Yep. <laughs> like there was also this like skate in SNL like three weeks ago when John Krasinski hosted and it's yeah, he's, like uh-huh. Remy and he's like under his hat and it's just like okay I need to confess I have a rat or you know like I guess <laughs> Remy's helping him how to have sex or something <laughs> oh my it's, god it's not that great of a skit it's just funny <laughs> in the beginning um because it ended up being like that John Krasinski, who was playing Remy, had, I mean, who was playing Linguini, uh, had Remy in his head, on his head, and then Remy had this flea in his head. It got, like, s- stupider as it went on, but uh... it was still part of an <laughs> SNL skit. Like, because of the musical and because of SNL, I didn't, I thought Ratatouille came out, like, I still think that five years ago was, like, 2010. Um, but... <laughs> it's For not. real. But, yeah, I was, like, oh, it came out in 2000. 2000- seven like it came out before up which is really like weird to me yeah that's so random that you brought up john christensen because when i was watching the movie i was thinking who who else could have played these characters like especially like remy like um pat noswell does a really good job uh because he has a really great voice um and he i mean one of my favorite movies of all time is the secret life of walter mitty he's in it Mm. but you hear his voice but his voice is so wonderful there's just something about his voice right 
Um, but I, I really couldn't picture anyone else's Remy. But it's really weird because watching, you know, Linguini, I'm like, oh my God, I would have loved John Krasinski to play Linguini. Like <laughs> I literally thought that last night. I didn't I didn't watch the SNL. Uh, but I was just like, that'd been so sweet. But I know he was super big on the office and um, I know he has a teeny tiny part in Monsters University, uh, but I think he should do more voice acting stuff. I disagree with you. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Smiley's like, I feel very passionate. <laughs> <laughs> Would y'all go to see it on Broadway? <laughs> when it comes out? <laughs> yeah. I'm really dying to see this. Now I need to see it. How long is this? Is it like a long thing or is it just short because it was like basically made on TikTok? I have no idea. It's like it's an hour long, but I don't know where to find it because it says that it's streamed for 72 hours. Oh. Um, and which is obviously gone now. But I'm like, mm-hmm. where? well, it has like a website called the Ratatouzical god this is so funny well they raised over two million dollars for the actors fund well there you go that's crazy that is crazy that's super that's just so strange because like that's not really why we did this episode (laughs) we did it because of how much smiley like loves this movie and so that's just so crazy how it kind of came back i kind of love that though because it's such a it's such a big movie i don't know if it's like a hidden gem in the pixar like universe but it's it's really really good. I really like this movie. Shall we go into um, final thoughts? Yeah. Okay. Um. So my final thought was like after I watched the movie, I was like, "What is Ratatouille?" <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah. Yeah, I was so, gonna bring it up. Um, it's just a vegetable soup, and so that's why like Colette is like that's a peasant's um dish, and that's it's, why because like, it's a soup. Yeah, and I but I think the way that like Remy prepared it, like it didn't have it had just like maybe the soup around, but it looks like it's mainly like squash vegetables. Yeah, yeah, I've seen like on like memes that like I thought all along that ratatouille was a bunch of like pepperoni or something because <laughs> it does <laughs> look like it. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm not very versed in like French cuisine, so I always thought it was like a pasta dish. But it's not. Yeah, it has like tomato, garlic, onion, aubergine, these things that are not a part of my region. But yeah, they're Mm -hmm. like vegetables that are common to like the French countryside. Right. And so before we started the pod, I was like, let me kind of I kind of stumbled upon this tasty, which do they do really great videos of, you know, different um, recipes. And I was I'm. Well, I'm actually watching it right now, how they make ratatouille. And it's like, it, yeah, it's basically just vegetables. Um, but the way it's styled, like in the movie, makes it so gorgeous. Actually, what's funny is um, in The Sims. Okay, so most people <laughs> who don't know. Okay, I am currently playing a game where all my fr- I created all of us, a lot of the people that have come out in the pod and some others. And it is super, so much fun. We all just live in a giant house. It's amazing. Alex is the chef. She's at level 10. She reached level 10 last week. I was really excited. And um, so she always generally makes the meals. We all got wider. I had to go back and make it thinner. But, okay. <laughs> One of the meals you can make in The Sims is ratatouille, right? 
And I love zooming in on it because it legit looks like how like Remy makes it, which is like all the sliced vegetables. And it seems like it's just drizzled in like what the soup would be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it looks like you just bake it and then that's it. Uh, But I love the detail. Like in the Sims games, like they're so, it's so pretty, like just to look at the ratatouille. And I think, I feel like you have to be like at level five or six to make ratatouille in the game. But it's, I don't know. I just think it's super cute and super, it makes me want to try it. Like, would y'all legit want to sit down and eat a plate of this? Yeah, I would eat it. Yeah. I think with like a good sauce around it, I I would. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, like when my mom does make soup, I eat the vegetables, like all the pumpkin, I mean, the squash and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd give it a shot. Honestly, this is like in my top three movies of all time. And I'm not like a movie snob mm-hmm. where I like have like a fancy director that I love and only watch, mm-hmm. you know? This mm-hmm. is like literally... What are my top three movies of all time? Like, I would want to watch this if I knew it was dying tomorrow. You know? Um, I'm Aww. so passionate about it. <laughs> well, it's, I, I love it. I, I mm-hmm. really do love this movie. It Like, I said it in the beginning, it has everything I want from a movie. Like, laughter, comedy, feeling sorry for someone and seeing them succeed at the end. I don't know. It's... Um, it's uh, a movie that saved my life. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, wait. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, honestly, it's like um, one of my favorites that I force people to watch. I know I haven't forced y'all to watch it. I don't know why. I Maybe I'm shy around y'all. Um, but I like, <laughs> whenever there's like doubt of what should we watch, I'm like, Ratatouille is always a perfect choice because it'll never go wrong like i'm sure someone's gonna laugh at no that part. <laughs> you know like it's it's like a movie that i guarantee someone's gonna laugh at you know or like enjoy it and yeah i feel like that's something if you can rely on a movie to make you feel good it's a great movie um mm-hmm. so that's my final thought Sorry, I'm laughing thinking about the keys whenever he drives by the alley and he sees the greedy with the rat and he stops and then he reverses and he has his keys. He's so fucking paranoid. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> This makes me laugh thinking about that. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, so Alex, would you watch this again? Wait, Lauren, yeah. what are your final thoughts? Oh, my final thoughts. Well, again, this movie just makes me super, super happy. Like, again, I don't cry. I don't really cry because it's sad. It just, like, it just makes me happy. And I think I think we can all relate when, to that part when, um, you know, he kind of flashes back to when he's a, when he's a child and he's eating the meal. Uh, just goes back to, like, that moment when you fell in love with the thing that you love doing with your life or, you know, something that you're very passionate about. And it made me think about, you know, his character. I'm like, okay, so he's a really talented writer also because that that whole article was just wonderful. I think something I was going to ask you guys is how did you like the ending, the idea that he no longer is a food critic and just kind of goes in as an investor into their new restaurant. Like, what did y'all think of that whole storyline? Well, 
let's go back to the question that you asked earlier that like yes. would y'all leave the kitchen if you saw a rat cooking like that those the staff left like i felt mm-hmm. like that might have happened to the the cooks like if people found out that they were working in that kind of restaurant you know yeah. their career would be over so i feel like mm-hmm. it really shows an ego who was really accomplished um that that could happen mm-hmm. but anyways what was your question well, like, how did you feel about how they had to close the restaurant down? Now he just stopped writing and just kind of became the investor to their new restaurant, which was, I guess, how do, how would you say their restaurant's name? Oh, Le Ratatouille? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Le, Le Ratatouille? I don't know. I just, I liked that um, it ended with stepping away from gustos and creating like something new with the bistro yeah, that's beautiful Alice. Like, that's really beautiful thank you <laughs> yeah like i never thought of that that's really that's that's real that's mm-hmm. it's like you're not um i don't know part of it is like it's not that you can't live up to gusto's like name but like mm-hmm. it's just like sometimes it's just time to like start something new yeah and i felt like the chefs kind of needed that like I think maybe a reason why they lose a star is because there's nothing new coming out of it anymore that's from Gusto. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. like, when Colette's teaching them how to make a certain thing, um, what's his name? Um, Linguini's like, oh, I'm improvising. And she's like, no, 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 no. He does and you don't. You know, I feel like they're limited yeah. to what's printed every day 24 7 you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that's a great concept alex i appreciate it yeah because i feel like at a point you have to move on you know you gotta go on your own on your own path and so that was really cool i love that that's kind of how it ended up and don't you just love that garden patio the rats are just hanging out (laughs) (laughs) they're all fucking rich now I know that's literally you know what it reminded me of the venue we're looking at has an outdoor patio that looks just like that pretty greenery and lighting I was like oh how cute yeah but that that last shot also makes me cry um too or tear up really just how again it's just the music the music is just so good (laughs) it's really cute okay so Alex would you watch it again yeah Would you also watch the musical? I probably would too. I I probably am going to go like look for something on TikTok <laughs> now that I understand it. So would you buy this movie? Um, Not in the world of Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't own it, which is a shocker. But I think <gasps> yeah. I would have owned it if Disney Plus wasn't here. Right. Well, are you going to recommend this to someone else? Um, I w- would recommend it to y'all. <laughs> i will watch it again like has river seen this probably not uh i like how we're talking about rivers again (laughs) (laughs) like he wasn't just on the podcast if you want to like hear his thoughts about the last movie of eternal sunshine and also um since so us as a friend group really like the same movies and so Mm -hmm. it was fun to find like ratatouille was a movie that i hadn't seen so we were like perfect we'll do it on the podcast um that one of us was really passionate about another one is mm-hmm. like never been kissed has God, like i can't wait we have this list of movies that like we 
we know that we'll probably never be able to do because we all like them and never been kissed is one of those but we found out rivers has never seen it so stay tuned for that one i know i cannot wait god that's gonna be mm -mm, so much fun so would you see this in theaters i know smiley would Ooh, I, I think that like mm. if Alamo were to do like um, oh a dinner themed, that would be Ratatouille, so fun. It would be super cute. It's a good idea too. That would be. It would be a really good movie. I know. I mean, it's not. I don't feel like this is like for ki- like not. Oh, this isn't a kids movie. Yeah, it's a kids movie, but it's not like I feel like it's not just. Wait, wait, wait! Word? Pause, pause, pause. Lauren, okay. hold that thought. Do you really think this is a kid movie? Like I don't really I don't know. see I don't see my five year old niece watching it, you know, on repeat like Moana or anything like that. Yeah. You know? Or like, like a I goofy feel like movie. That you know? is a kid movie. Yeah, like I feel like this is I don't know. I I, <laughs> I don't feel maybe because I I don't know. I respect it too much to see it, say it's a kid movie. But also like, uh-huh. you know, Frozen and Moana are the ones that kids really are attracted to for some reason. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see this playing in a loop in my living room if I had like a five year old there, you know. But yeah. like, um, I think that's the difference between like Disney movies and like Disney Pixar movies. Like, mm. I think Disney Pixar, especially Pixar, has like a lot more like heart to it, and depth. they're not just mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of offended when you describe it as a kid movie. <laughs> um, so go ahead and resume. No, I guess that's what I mean. Like, I don't like this. I don't really know if it's made for children. Not like it's not. Like, it, it's kid friendly. But I just, I don't know. I feel like this this is more for, I guess, you know, teens, adults. Like, it's just so much fun to watch. Like, like, you know, I thought the same thing. I'm like, if Davey wanted to watch this, would she want to? She wouldn't sit down. You know what I mean? Uh, I really don't think so. But anyway, there's also some adult humor in there. If you like see oh, it, yeah. like when he's like, oh, I have this little thing. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, pervert. Uh, anyways, when she brought out the maze and all that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't believe we didn't bring it up, but I love Little Chef. That is just the cutest little thing. Oh, oh my. Yeah. It's also like a cute sexual innuendo if you think about it. <laughs> like if you're like working professionally, like, oh, my little chef, you know? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Alex, are you glad you saw this movie? Yes. Yeah, so now I can join Smiley. In all his love for this movie, yeah, <laughs> I would like <laughs> just since y'all don't aren't part of our group chat, I would like sometimes like record myself yelling linguini out of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> so I'm glad so... Alex will be on board now. <laughs> Were you super lost when he would do that, or what, Alex? No, I think I like got it, um, but I just wanted to be more in the know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wish I could count how many times he yelled Linguini. I want to say like two or three. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Wait, I, I have another quote. Yes, tell <laughs> us, tell us. Whenever he does this soup for the second time and... Uh, wait, no, he cooks... You know when um the chef... What's his name again? Um, The short Skinner. one? Skinner gives mm-hmm. him like a disgusting meal to prepare and then like tries to trick him and then like the waiter 
takes it and then oh wait wait, wait no 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 sorry sorry it's before that part slightly before uh-huh. where it's like oh they, they want something new they don't want anything from the menu and then uh i don't know they're like going back and forth and he's like and what did you say i said i would ask <laughs> <laughs> sorry that's just like such a small part but it's a memorable one for me any other thoughts no i'm happy y'all saw it um mm-hmm. it's a great movie it means a lot to me um and y'all know i'm like really passionate about horror movies but this, this is like Mm-hmm. a bright part of my being that loves this movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Read what parents need to know. Okay. Maybe this should be a new thing on the podcast. So, last week, or two weeks ago, really, when we did Eternal Sunshine, we, I, I didn't know about this. I guess it's what parents need to know gives you a summary of the movie. Here we go. We probably should do this at the beginning, but anyway. Okay. <laughs> parents need to know like all other of other Pixar movies, Ratatouille includes nuanced humor about the French haute cuisine, food critics, and so on, and references aimed directly at adults. <gasps> it's highlighted. Yeah. Well, kids will miss most of these references, but most likely will still enjoy the plot and animal characters. <laughs> and animal characters. Not surprisingly for an animated kids movie, the protagonist, Linguini, is an orphan, although at least he's a young adult and not a child. There's some moderate peril involving the rats and weapon-wielding humans that may frighten sensitive and younger viewers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sewer sequence is particularly tense. It's very tense. Oh, my God. And particularly <laughs> scary, as is the gun-toying grandpa. <laughs> Two characters kiss, and there are a few mild insults, such as stupid, loser, and one. Hell. Interesting. That's super it. Wait, another okay. Remember when he's walking through the thing and he sees all the people and he sees the shadow of the dog. And then you go oh, to yeah. the neighbors with the gun. And he like rolled his eyes. <laughs> yeah, I never That's one of my favorite parts too. <laughs> But yeah, that's what parents need to know. <laughs> Anyways, this was super fun. I'm glad we. I'm glad Alex finally saw this movie. What's another Pixar you haven't seen, Alex? Um, probably The Good Dinosaur. But like, who has seen that movie? Oh, Sorry, Pixar. I know, and I love dinosaurs, but I didn't see it. Smiley, anything else? Yes. Yeah. Linguini. <laughs> Did you make it this far in the podcast? All right, I'll find a way to end it. <laughs> you heard him? Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? He was like, Did you make it this far into the podcast? <laughs> did you really make it this far into the podcast? Thank you so much for listening to our show. Please like, subscribe, and follow us on our Twitter and Instagram at Never Seen It Texas. That's S C E N E and then T X. And give us your feedback or maybe even a film recommendation. We may or we may not watch it. I want to thank Alex and Smiley for joining me today. And I want to give a huge shout out to our technical producer, Rami Garza, and our social media coordinator, slash stage manager, Alejandra Garza, for making this podcast possible. All right, guys. Well, until next time. Linguini!